The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. Yeah, that's always my favorite part. Help yourself, in particular when you are about to enter one of the tastiest places for food or beverage in the city of La Crosse. And I say that with all confidence because, you know, I have I have about 30 pounds of expertise right here in front of me. Matt Brown from La Crosse Distilling. Hey, good morning. Thanks very much for Zooming us. Akuli Region Cooks, how are you? Good morning, Mike. Doing well. How's everybody at La Crosse Distilling? Oh, it's been it's been good. We're we're busy lately. Uh, the weather's good. held out. Patio seating, so you know, just doing the outside. So it's been a it's been a good month. Super. A very good You're month. not sitting people indoors yet. Is that correct? Is that what you just said? Nope. All not right. quite. Uh, All right. We'll, we'll just... take advantage of the the patio setup, and we got some street seating now with that city cafe program. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So plenty of opportunity to come over. How has COVID changed your menu? Oh, well, for a while we, we slimmed it way down just because of the limited seating, sure. and not, not moving as much food. Um, I would say I didn't have too many problems sourcing anything. Pork got a little, a little shoddy there for a minute. Um, I know a lot of the production plants were having troubles. Um, thankfully we source a lot of our meat from local farms. So Perfect. we were able to get, you know, the, and they were happy to sell it. Um, a lot of the beef we get just comes from. <laughs> 60 miles away. Great. That's good to yeah. know that you're helping the local economy and uh, the rest of us eat well. Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, the same kind of business. You're still getting together with your staff. You're still trying to uh, come up with new and different ways to uh, you've got a chunk of beef or you just got a shipment of pork or your fish guy, uh, the monger, just said, hey, I've got a great deal on on sea bass or tilapia or I don't know, pick a pick a, a, a protein, and now you've got yeah. to figure out a different way to make it exciting. Is that still part of the fun of uh, lacrosse oh. distilling? Yeah, big time. Um, we we have a very talented crew at the, at the moment, too, in the yeah. kitchen. Um, kind of some heavy hitters as far as even just like your standard line cooks go. So there's a lot of creativity. Um, this weekend we're running a ceviche feature, um, which – kind of just tasked one of the guys with and that's going to be awesome uh fresh salmon fresh scallops uh mango avocado shishito peppers from some local farms Ooh, oh, uh, oh, oh what kind of peppers shishito so they you they didn't just well get us in there. trouble did you shishito <laughs> i've never even heard what color is a shishito pepper they're green are they uh, uh yeah they're I don't know, maybe two, three inches long. Um, they blister up real well. Oh. What's interesting about them is one out of ten of them is spicy. And it's so that's kind of their trademark. Uh, nine of them are, are about as unspicy as possible, and then one will get you. So, Well, that makes that meal fun, doesn't it? Then you have, yeah. kind of, what do you have, a half an asterisk on the menu? This might be <laughs> spicy or maybe not. We have, yeah, 10 uh, kind of translucent 
peppers and then one of them's dark kind of like the spice <laughs> meat got it got it that's fun people take the chance that maybe they'll get the 10th you should have a prize hey you got the 10th pepper so here you get a free cocktail to try and wash all that spice down yeah, we're uh, we're doing smoked tri-tip this weekend too, um, and yeah, we'll do the grilled ch- shishito peppers and onions with that. I hate to even I, you didn't include that recipe on your, the list that you sent me. Well, there's a, I think there's a spice rub on there. I sent you. We'll be using okay. that on the tri-tip. Yeah. All right. Well, then I'm gonna make you try to remember off the top of your head how you're gonna cook that tri-tip because wow, that's a that's really a fun. That, that that's oh, fun. Yeah. You get to play with. You can make that so many different ways and have it turn out to taste so many different ways. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited. We're getting t- about 60 pounds of it in too because we're going to run Ooh. it all Labor Day weekend. That's going to be awesome. our big feature. Yeah. Well, you beat me to my question about uh, Labor Day weekend. Obviously, you're going to be open different hour. You're going to be open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yes, uh, we're now open seven days a week. We are were- you all the time. Okay. Noon to noon to nine thirty most nights. Uh, Eleven o'clock on Saturday and Sunday we open. Well, people want to come out and enjoy the not raining, not really hot weather, and you've got the perfect uh, deck to do that. Yeah, it's great. Once the sun disappears behind those giant trees in Riverside Park, you're all set. Yeah, it's a beautiful view too. What do you want to start with? You want you want to well, and so I'll push you on that uh, tri-tip recipe. You want to share your grill spice recipe? Uh, yeah. I let's see. I I had emailed that. I I don't have the copy right in front of me, but I can talk you through it. Okay. Um, so it's a it's just a, a blend of dry spices. Um, kind of the only less popular thing I guess that people would do is um, zesting limes. So. I think that one calls for the, the zest of two limes. Um, so the night before you're going to grill, you, you zest two limes and, and just kind of let it dry overnight on a plate with a paper towel. Really? Uh, yeah. And then you kind of crumble that into your spice mix. It'll it'll just give it a little like citrus hint. Uh, you, lime's you, great with beef. You do that just because you don't want the moisture? Yeah. I mean, it'll it'll kind of it'll break up into the consistency of like your other spices. You know, everything else in there is dry. You don't really want anything wet clumping up. But it doesn't lose its limey flavor. No, it's still there. Huh, yeah. that's interesting. I would have, I, I I probably have thrown that away in the past thinking, oh, man, it's all dry and crunchy. I'll get yeah. some fresh yeah, lime you know, zest. Juicing, juicing your limes, you know, if you zest it, you hang on to that. There's a lot of stuff you can do with it. Yeah. Incorporating it into your spices or. You store that in the refrigerator or can you store that on the shelf next to your garlic? It'll store great on the shelf. Will it? Yeah. Awesome. It won't be very long on the shelf because I'd try to figure out more ways to use it. But all right. So I didn't mean to get in the way. You're going to zest a couple oh, of okay. limes and let them sit overnight so that they dry out. What else are you going to use? Paprika and garlic uh, a little kosher do you use kosher salt because it's big granules yeah that that it tends to spread more evenly i don't know and the iodized salt has kind of a, a little bit of a i don't know a more chemical taste to it i guess yeah um yeah. kosher is just it's kind of just pure salt for the most part do you play it all with folk salt is a brand but uh, you know it's shaved salt there's a lot of companies out there folk in particular that has flavor-infused salt. So you get wild oh, yeah. mushroom, 
or whatever. Do you use those kinds of salts very often? We we don't. I played with them at home. Um, yeah. It's yeah. I guess I've I've never really noticed it a hundred or you know worth the price or whatever. You're yeah. not picking up too much of it. Um, Malden salt is another one that we use. Uh, that's just a great sea salt. Um, I kind of just let salt do its own thing. Sure, that makes sense. Uh, well, we, and we played with smoking it. I, you can you can do that. That'll pick up some good flavor. I, I one of these days I'll try to remember because I get up so early in the morning. Try to remember. Maybe I'll set it out at night. They uh, Falk has a rosemary infused salt. Oh yeah. Then they have a citrus salt. Those two because I agree with you. They've got uh, they've got a wild mushroom that's you know it, it's kind of mushroomy. It kind of <laughs> and you know mushrooms. Depending on how old your palate is, you might ask a little kid, how do you like that? Tastes like dirt. Ah, oh, must be mushrooms. Uh, but the uh, the rosemary salt of, and the uh, citrus salt are, are really, you can really taste the the, uh, the additional flavor to the yeah. salt. So maybe I'll drop some off someday. Just, just Oh, that's cool. Yeah, check it out. I think I have one of your pans over here on the floor in the studio. It's still there, huh? Which is clean. It's clean. We washed it a long time ago. So if you're missing one, it was not uh, your uh, your your dishwasher who absconded with one of your pants. Yeah, I promise. You didn't no, feel like washing it that night. All right. So, and did you invent this spice? I, I keep interrupting because I have questions. All right. So you you got the uh, two limes zested, uh, and because you're making a bunch of it, uh, paprika, granulated garlic, kosher salt, granulated onion, uh, ground pepper, dill, ground cumin, coriander. Do you decide up front that those are the spices you're going to use, or do you play around with, hmm, I think I'll use cumin, or or hey, I'm going to try uh, turmeric. Oh, that one doesn't taste very good. Maybe I'll use cumin instead. That kind of thing. Yeah, I've done I've done that. I I kind of uh, there's a particular spice blend we use for our chicken wings that I'm kind of meticulously went through oh. and documented, and that's the top secret perfect one that worked out that way. But, you know, a lot of times you're just mixing stuff together. And if it eventually you get one where it's like, okay, yeah, everything, remember everything we did here because that worked. Right. This one's kind of a, if you've had Montreal steak seasoning. Sure. I kind of, this one for the most part is based around just the the same flavors as that with, with some lime zest. Oh, awesome. Well, and I, 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 it's interesting that you would say that. I use those spices quite a bit because I don't always have the individual ingredients to, you know, to, be a, yeah. be the evil scientist and let's face it Montreal steak or Montreal uh, chicken and Montreal whatever they're different enough that they're going to make whatever protein you're putting them on taste pretty t- pretty good yeah you can't go wrong with Montreal that's one of my favorites um and you know some people my my parents especially they have a cabinet full of spices i think that they've never touched since the uh. 80s Right. And I guess if, if you happen to be sitting on, you know, that wealth of, of spice and yeah, start mixing stuff up and play around. Unless, like I'll bet your parents, that spice has been sitting on their spice shelf since 1997 and it hasn't <laughs> been used. You might as well just toss those and start over again. Huh? I, uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that. I learned that a long time ago. You know, that giant thing of dill you haven't. It's starting to get moldy, Mike. You haven't used dill in so long. You definitely don't want to use that. When it won't come out because it's just one it's giant clumped. You know, clump. It's, it's uh, yeah. probably time to go. When you're banging that jar on the side of the counter to try and loosen up what's in it, 
you know it's time to go. That's right. All right, so we've got this great grill spice. I'm going to take a a quick break here. Uh, When we come back, will you share your uh, tri-tip recipe? Is that a secret ingredient? You'll have to kill us all if we... uh... No, you'll share that one? I'm not going to kill anybody. No, 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 no. no. All right, good deal. All right, good deal. (laughs) We are Cooley Region Cooking with Matt Brown from La Crosse Distilling. By the way, if you're watching... Uh, you're listening on the radio. That's cool. If you want to watch, we uh, we zoom this directly to the WIZM Facebook page. So, uh, so, so sorry to disappoint, but this is us. <laughs> <laughs> My mom would say, "A face made for radio." You're so cute. I did. I was not aware it was going to be a video. I was trying to sneak just the microphone when we started. So uh, this is yeah. my first Zoom call. Well, it's a good thing that nobody knows you're wearing a bathing suit uh, at the bottom of your uh, T-shirt. There. We'll be right back. It's time for dinner. Let's eat. I don't. I. I don't have a song about not doing the dishes, though. Matt Brown is my guest in our uh, Zoom kitchen this morning from Lacrosse Distilling, and uh, at the very least, going out to not do the dishes. And I know. I in fact, I just talked with a friend of mine uh, this morning, Matt, uh, who has just this week gone out to a place. And gone indoors for the first time uh, since since March. First time he's had a beer and something to eat under a roof that wasn't his own house. So there are still, and he's a super smart guy. So there's still a lot of people who feel a little nervous about getting up close and personal. Yeah, it definitely shows too. Um, I've personally only been out, I think, twice uh, to eat, and one was outdoors, and one was one was indoors. Uh, it's tough because right now restaurants, the hospitality industry really needs the the support, but it's a kind of a double-edged sword. You know, we everybody wants to keep their staff safe, um, keep their guests safe. That's a just kind of a everybody says the new normal, but just this struggle yeah. that's going to be around for a while. Yeah, if there's no normal about it, it may be the new situation. But, yeah, uh, and you know what? We'll we'll get through it. Absolutely. And anybody, well, especially uh, when people hear you, and and I know that lots of people have friends in the industry, and you hear about all the efforts, all the work they are doing to try and make it feel safe and be safe and comfortable for customers because they, they want you to come in, not because you're friends, but because that's how they make a living. That's how they feed their family. Yeah, and it's it's tough. You know, we... When it first happened, we we went just takeout, um, as yep. you know everybody had to for that sure. first three months, and to let go of ninety percent of the staff was one of the, <sighs> the hardest things I've ever had to yeah. personally do. Yeah, that's really hard. But the uh, the other side of that coin is when we brought everybody back. That was probably like I've been doing this for almost twenty five years, and that's probably top three moments was the first time. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, it was like I got. I took a picture of, of the changeover between shifts, and there was, you know, seven people in the kitchen rather than the two that had just been there. Ah. and it was it was like having you know the family back. It was. <laughs> well, they was, are family. Ah, yeah, you're right. gonna make me all squishy, Matt. <laughs> Cut it out. Your family's back. They're all working. <laughs> well, and that's great because all seven of those people are feeding their families. They're having a life. They don't have to walk to work because they can't afford gas. For their car that they had to sell two weeks ago, it's uh, it's the economy coming back. 
It is. And lacrosse showed up. I mean, they kept everybody going during the takeout days. We, we had great business. Um, I know it was a, some days were great. Some weren't, but you know, we, we powered through. Yeah. I know a lot of the, a lot of the other places in town really kind of, I don't know, you had to get creative and yeah. we're coming out of the other side a little bit. The city was great adding that outdoor seating. Um, I know a lot of places are gonna, that's gonna, gonna save them from some real struggle too. I, I see a lot of those driving around. Now yeah. it's tough. I'm, uh, let's hope that they continue to, uh, reopen more and more and more and survive how did your uh speaking of uh innovation how did your uh, your drive up concert go you were giving away bottles of your first ever apple brandy apple brandy yeah wow the, the concert went great i think we sold I, I had heard about 80 80 tickets that was a uh, per car so you could have six people in the sure. car 80 car um, 80 car loads that's great 80 car loads yeah and it was all in a, in a gigantic space where everybody had a parking spot with kind of like a almost like a campsite next Tons to of space. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, That's we, awesome. we had a bar set up there, the band played. And I guess from what I heard, it, it was just a huge success. Um, the brandy is available in our tasting room, uh, right now. It's a apple brandy bourbon barrel aged, um, it's from Hoke orchards, uh, where we got the apples. Um, and it's got, this one's kind of a limited release. So the, the bottles are there on the shelves, uh, in our, Tasting room only for right now, but we're Till gonna they're be gone. bottling. Yeah, the, the rest of it's sitting, you know, just getting better and better every oh, day. Oh, aging. Oh, oh, the, aging. the tasting yeah, rooms. More. Anybody that comes over to Lacrosse Distilling can have a sip, but you can't buy a bottle. Is that what you're saying? Nope. The bottles are on the shelves, and I would I would recommend asking to to try it as well. I know oh. we're going to be offering it. I I can't remember if it's going in a cocktail right now. Um, but we're just, everybody's been so excited about getting this to the public with Brandy being, you know, our, our kind of state, uh, sure. spirit goes I, in, in all the good stuff. I can already imagine. I'm surprised that some of your uh, creative, uh, guys haven't begun thinking about an apple brandy dessert. Cause yeah, my, well, I, my, my I taste buds are already working on, wow, apple brandy, <laughs> something a little sweet, something a little savory all in a bowl. I'm less about a cocktail and more about something to eat. Can you tell? <laughs> Mike, why did I not think of that? <laughs> I'm sure you thought of it. Right Sorry. Yeah. It's so limited that I've not wanted. I mean, I, of course, I want to play with it, but I want to let the public get all the bottles. And we're going to be doing another bottling round in a couple months, I Are believe. You? And when there's more to offer, I'll probably All right. take mine back. That's fair. It. Then when then then have the uh, bottlers bottle you a big one, and you can keep <laughs> that one in the kitchen, and maybe have special desserty things for people who think, "Hey, that apple brandy. Hey, you know, I got something I want you to try. This apple brandy with a little of this ice cream that's got caramel, yeah. blah blah, and whatever." And uh, and a little drizzle of apple brandy over the top. You're gonna we light it on fire, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We 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 discussed a little bit of that. I I don't know if anybody does the flambe stuff anymore. I haven't Here's seen one. I saw one in Mexico a number of years ago. Uh, a bananas Foster that got real crazy. It was practically <laughs> a two-story drip of oh, wow. flame. It was pretty exciting. Yeah. That uh, you always wonder what happens when you light your arm on fire because. Somebody hiccuped while they were dripping all that flaming booze out of that pitcher. 
you stay calm. That's what you do. Didn't, didn't happen while I was watching. Thank goodness. <laughs> I've seen some things. You do, in in those events, you just stay calm. Yeah. And uh, you get it out. However and don't you try to be funny. Don't try to scare the guy. Boo! No, no, you know, you don't want it. Going to ruin the evening for everybody else because you thought you were being funny. All right, I'm going to check no. with the guys in the newsroom now. I, I I know you didn't really have time because I was bugging you. I'll give you time to think about that tri-tip recipe. We'll come back right. and sprinkle it with the grill spice that we shared. Matt Brown is Lacrosse Distilling Company, open outdoors. So come on. Well, and even in the rain, you have you have shade. Does it keep you dry? Uh, no, we've had some sprinkles. Thankfully, it's, okay. had, it's been a very dry. Yeah, day. yeah. We'll bring you inside if it All starts right. raining. All right, good deal. So go on over if it's nice. If it's raining, wait till tomorrow. But boy, will you love it. And his name is Matt Brown from Lacrosse Distilling Company. I appreciate you spending time with us. How many people call you the distillery still? I'd say it's about 50-50. Is it? You want to get onto the distillery? You mean Lacrosse Distilling Company? Anything, it all works. As long as, as long as they're coming to see you, you don't care, do you? As far as I know right now, we're the only distillery. So that uh, until that changes, you know, then maybe we'll have to readdress. <laughs> well, good. At, le- at least at the moment, they know which one is the real one. The first one, yeah. the original. The first, the original. All right. Cook, uh, you're going to cook me a tri-steak, a tri-tip steak, and I appreciate that. Let's start with what it is. What is a tri-tip? Well, it's cut from the the front the sirloin. Um, it's about three three and a half pound cut of meat, uh, the part of the the muscle, and it's it's about as tender as it it gets if you cook it right. Um, we're gonna smoke ours to to medium um, coming this weekend, and yeah, just gonna load the smoker up. I got sixty pounds of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which sounds crazy sometimes, I guess, when you when you see it all in front of you, or if you're thinking about eating for yourself. But I got a, I got a city to feed. Well, and sixty um, pounds. So then each plate gets what five ounces, six ounces. We're gonna do a half pound. Half, oh, a half ounces. pound. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna. That, uh, that's a big meal. Peppers and onions. It it is, and, and it, a lot of thankfully a lot of our stuff is shareable. Um, it kind of works great that way. A lot of people will come in and order five things and you can't really pass plates around, I guess, like you used to, you know, we see families still doing that, but you know, just taking a little and putting it on a plate, um, separate from, can I have an extra fork? I heck. And you know, I've, I've done it in lacrosse distilling in the past. I need one of these desserts, one dessert, two forks. Okay. So what was prior to COVID, but I'd still feel comfortable doing the same thing. Yeah, it, most of the people you're going with your family or you're going with, you know, your significant other. And If I was going with you, I would still <laughs> – you have your own fork. I'll have my fork. We don't even – you know, it, uh, I'm just not uh, – I'm not Thinking so – Thinking quadrant. Yeah, Thinking no. Quadrant. And- <laughs> I'll just run <laughs> by and grab a piece and then run back over to the safe area. <laughs> no, that's, that's not me. I'm not going to do that. Because sometimes you just want a bite, especially oh, – yeah. You guys have lots of things on the menu that are not your typical, well, your typical steak or your typical burger, your typical appetizer. You might recognize a word or two or an ingredient or two, but that that's where it ends. So in some cases, I want to try that because I don't know what it is. I never heard of that before. 
that's that's the fun part of the job is just having access to to so much new stuff from across every culture um and there's a reason that you know these other other cultures have cooked with these exotic spices and and flavors is that it's it's amazing and it only grows in one part of the world so that's the only place you can get it from sure so that's the language it's in and somebody flies it all the way over and, and we get to play with it um i'm getting yuzu citrus juice in this weekend for the steak i make yuzu yuzu juice yuzu it's just a small it's a japanese lime it's a really a, yeah it's a little bit smaller it's got a little slightly different flavor but i'm gonna make chimichurri with the yuzu Ooh. juice so that'll that'll be going with our tri-tip uh smoke tri-tip this weekend that's fun uh, well and and that's what's going to cause so many people out there at the tables have a bite and say, this is really good. There's just something, I don't know what it is, something a little different. It's a different lime. That's yeah. totally, I get that. I, I use a, a, it's not a spice, but instead of mayonnaise, you can buy it at the grocery store. It's Jimmy's, it, it's a dressing. Jimmy's is a company. They make a lot oh, yeah. of salad dressing. They make a dressing that's called Smokehouse comes in a little tub like a cottage cheese tub i use that instead of mayonnaise quite often and people yeah. say the same thing this is really good but there's something kind of weird going on in here what kind of mayonnaise is that it's not it's something different so they're <laughs> doing the same thing with you these weird limes those little mexican limes that i never knew existed till i went to mexico for the first time a million years oh ago. yeah man they're so much sweeter so much stronger uh and that's going to change the profile of whatever you're cooking. Exactly. And it's, it's all out there if you know where to find it. And thankfully you can check a couple different places and price shop and not pay an arm and a leg and uh, get it on your plate. Sure. You can. Don't, well, don't be afraid. Don't be no. afraid to try crazy new, new things. I mean, well, and you said it at the beginning of this part of the conversation, this whole country, millions of people have been eating this, since forever and nobody yeah. died from eating this in fact <laughs> it's the country's most popular dish how dare you say i don't like it when all you did was look at it you gotta taste it and then say it's too spicy too salty too sweet yeah. too whatever you gotta have a taste and i'm all over that which a lot of you know a lot of times with the the spice i mean it nature will kind of warn you if you see a bunch of orange and red on your plate <laughs> then that may be the the exception, I guess, or you can ask somebody if it's spicy. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, I, I just say, don't be afraid to try stuff. I mean, it, if you don't like it, you don't like it. It's not for you. Maybe if you're eating with somebody and they have their fork, they can finish it gladly. Um, Heck, as often and, as not, I've said, hey, give this a try. You might like it. What did you think? You didn't like it? No, nah, it's too spicy. Yeah, okay, I'll eat it. Because, <laughs> because, uh, Everything Another in your kitchen is, is everything in your kitchen is stuff that you're familiar with, so why wouldn't you like it, right? Of course. And you know, speaking of from your kitchen, uh, sourcing from all over the world, we are they, also are, you, are they showing from... you signs over there? I can see you looking off off camera. Are they trying to make you laugh or do something silly? Your no, staff? no, I'm 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 by myself. I'm maybe I'm just off in thought thinking oh. about uh, All right, all right. I thought maybe somebody was at the door trying to make you <laughs> laugh or something. Okay. Um, but you don't also have to source from all over the world. Like we, we source a ton right 
I buy as much as I can from Wisconsin companies, from Wisconsin farms, from local as as local sure. as possible. Sure. Um, you talk about our things tasting a little different. Is we our burger blend. So we use ground beef that's all ground from one cow that was probably slaughtered at most five or you know five to ten days like after it was slaughtered it's fresh as uh, it gets yeah yeah and it's it's all it's it being all from the same cow and it, we the stuff we get is not grass-fed it's from uh, elgin minnesota um shuby's neighborhood butcher shop they they butcher the cow they grind it oh it's their ground beef Ooh, yeah we source from them um and awesome. it's amazing and you can buy that right in their, their deli case. Next time you talk to those guys, let them know about Cooley Region Cooks. The last I time I asked, they told me, yeah, you know, we don't really, uh, I don't think that's part of our thing. I'm not sure they're familiar they with just, They're just they nervous. They're their footing, I believe. They're, they're, they just came up on their one-year anniversary. So I think um, Chef Patrick over there, he's a great guy. He's, he's like, they're, they're settled in now. They're, they're part All of the right. cross and They're doing great stuff. Next time you talk to him, tell him I said hi, and I'll be in touch because I have bought mufalada ingredients from those guys, including I can't, I'll never remember the real name of the bread, but they have little buns that they just call cloud bread because it's a little bit, it's kind of like a ciabatta roll. You make yeah. a mufalada with ciabatta, and it's really hard to get, I think, a delicious, perfect ciabatta. They've oh, got yeah. a little cloud bread, a sandwich that, uh, that they serve. And it's uh, it's larger than a dinner roll, the size of a big hamburger bun, and it's mm-hmm. not crusty, but but uh, hard on the outside, soft and pillowy on the inside. Yeah, perfect, perfect for a mufalada. And That's I great. and I may be the only person who goes in there and, and buys. I need half a dozen cloud rolls. What? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's that guy. He probably wants mufalada. Does he want more Tadella and Soprastata? Yeah. All right, that's the guy. Yeah, go ahead. Sell him six <laughs> rolls with no sandwich in there. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they got great bread, and, and bread's tough. I mean, I oh. I will avoid putting sandwiches on the menu if I can't find the right bread. Good it's bread. A, that's a struggle. Yeah. We could use some good bread in town. Uh, well, more, and, more good bread. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, great harvest. If uh, oh, yeah. I have had some really good luck with, with, uh, with their breads. Often. Yeah, they're great. And if I can get the guys at Shuby's to make me a big, fat New York deli pastrami sandwich, because I've, I've done that before. I'm not, I don't think I'm the only one who's ever done that, but gone in there and said, may I have two pastrami sandwiches, but <laughs> only only on in between. That's right. Only two pieces <laughs> of bread. Put all the rest of the stuff in between. Well, you know, we're going to have to charge. No, no, I didn't want it free. Yeah, I'll pay extra. I want a big fat OMG pastrami sandwich because your pastrami and all the rest of those ingredients are a fabulous sandwich. But oh, a sandwich yeah. that's only this big is delicious. A sandwich that's this big is memorable and delicious. Yep. All right. So yeah, what are we going to do next? Put... What are you going to put pickled red onions on? So that's even great with the steak, too. Um, <laughs> those we. All this stuff it, it lines up and goes together. Um, we we put pickled red onions on a ton of our dishes. Do you? Um, it 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 takes away the the onion flavor, and you're you're using the lime juice and vinegar, just letting it sit overnight. It's not a, a traditional pickle. This is just kind of like a overnight refrigerator pickle. Um, but it, it it takes all that sharpness of the onion out, and 
it's basically just a heavy lime flavored sliver of pink deliciousness. <laughs> and talk to me, the comment that you made under pickled red onion, a fantastic acidic contrast to the char of the grill. Yeah. Because of the ingredients, because uh, you're using lime juice and vinegar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'll, I mean, the char from the grill, you know, you get that kind of earthy, um, there's just that everybody knows the char of the grill flavor. Oh, sure. Flat and burnt kind of. The I was but... just going to say the crispy bits, people that fight over the corner because it's got crispy bits on two sides. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just imagine a little squeeze of lime juice on that and what it does to the just complementing the with two of those together. And so do you make your pickled red onions in the morning in anticipation of using them at dinner or make them yeah, today in anticipation of tomorrow? We do we do very large batches. We oh, do you? A ton of them. And the, the color on it, it's just it gets so bright pink that it, it just livens up anything oh. you're anything you're using it on. Lots of color. That's a big thing we do, too. Just uh, everything's got to have just a ton of color. Got to make and, a statement before you taste it. Yeah, right. All right, so two red onions, a cup of lime juice, half a cup of white vinegar, uh, a tablespoon of honey, which you get that from Wisconsin? Man, there's some yep. really, almost said sweet honey, duh. There's some really delicious honeys from Wisconsin. The real deal. Yeah, honey. yeah. The, the good stuff. Yeah, we get ours from the Baroque area. Um, yeah, and it, nothing beats it. Yeah, no So good. that just gives a little sweetness to the, the sour with the vinegar and the lime. Um, and then I believe it's just like a pinch of salt or something in there. Yeah, just a pinch of salt. Let it sit. You let if it... you have a red beets laying around your your house for whatever uh -huh. reason, you can throw a couple slices of beets in there, and it really like makes it a super rich dark pink. Oh, it just, just does it color. change the flavor profile? Uh, a Not beet? at all. Yeah. Not at all. I've it noticed before that beets kind of take the you know not quite as as profound as a mushroom but uh, they take on the flavor of whatever you're putting with them yeah beets yeah they're super versatile like and you that. put them on the grill and they change they change flavors all together yeah they're fun. i really like that all right so i we're gonna i thank you for shooting me the whiskey brine i'm gonna i have one more break to take uh let's okay. i'll do that we'll share the whiskey brine and then i want you to share what you're gonna put that whiskey brine or what you're gonna put in the brine because I see it here on paper, and I want everybody else to be as drooly as I am right now, imagining how <laughs> delicious that's going to be. We're going to have to come over and see you. This is uh, Matt Brown from the uh, Lacrosse Distilling Company right down the street from us. We'll be right back. Do you know what the uh, gelatin is? You probably recognize this song. It's called Canned Ham. What is canned ham packed in? <laughs> Yeah, the yeah, big ham. yeah, and spam. It's different than the than the Jello or the whatever that spam is packed in. Different stuff. Some kind of goo. Yeah, I don't know oh. what it is. I don't know what it is, and I don't know why it is that I don't have a problem in the world slicing off a chunk of spam and oh, fry, yeah. fr frying that up with a bunch of different things. I have a little bit more difficulty scraping the jelly stuff off a chunk of canned ham to uh, yeah. to have that 
so many other really good choices, I guess, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's all right. So uh, the whiskey, Brian, share the recipe and then, uh, then talk to me about what you're going to use it on at the lacrosse distilling company. Well, we played with this one. Um, we were whiskey brining our, our smoked chicken wings. So before we smoked them, we'd let them go overnight uh, in this brine. For me, it's, when brine anything, it's gonna it's gonna get down to the core. It's gonna keep it tender. It's gonna get that salt in there. Um, I there's something about just saying whiskey brine. It <laughs> it really just kind of you already know like it's it's gonna be a tough. You know it, our wings just got a little tougher. They they're you're brine. gonna taste this boy. Um, boy. <laughs> it's this, in there. This it's is not ketchup on up, your fries. It, it this is the real deal. Bit. All right, so share this recipe yeah, with everybody. Yeah. Well, we do make our own whiskey over at the Lacrosse Distilling Company. Um, we have bourbon uh, aging in barrels right now. That's going to be released next year. But until then, we have this high rye light whiskey, which uh, is it's a young, super young whiskey. It just stays in the barrel for a very short amount of time just to pick up a little tint of the, the barrel color. Um, but for the brine, um, I... We're gonna use we're gonna use whiskey, water, salt, sugar. I got brown sugar in this one, some bay leaf. This one's pretty cut and dried. Um, you can always add any spices you want to play around with in this, but this is just a base um, base recipe. So it's two, it's a gallon of water. I think I got a uh, about a cup and a half, a cup and a quarter of whiskey, um, one cup of salt, and then a half cup of sugar. So. If you have a bay leaf laying around the house, you throw that in there too. And don't you always? Uh-huh. If you've got one, you've got a yeah. hundred because <laughs> there they are in this jar since forever. Uh, yeah, I, I've never seen. I don't think I've ever ran out of bay leaves. No, me I neither. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever bought them. They just appear. They just yeah, um, they just grow in the in the cabinet. <laughs> I guess I don't know. That's funny. so yeah. You're gonna take all those ingredients and warm them up on your in a stove pot. Just bring them, bring it up gently and stir it till the salt and sugar dissolve. Um, once that's all dissolved and incorporated, you, you let it cool down, uh, get it in the fridge so it's cold, and then you take your you take chicken wings, you can take pork, um, beef. It would it would probably still be good with um, any kind of chicken if you're you're roasting whole chickens, but you just want to you just want to let it go overnight. You can do it in a Ziploc bag, you can do it in a Tupperware, um, sit overnight, 12 to 24 hours. Um, you take your meat out, dry it season and smoke we're getting a little glitchy thing on our you're gonna do well i'm and i'm curious uh you were feeling guilty about ahem shameless plug (laughs) for uh our field notes high rye light whiskey you shouldn't that's delicious and as i mentioned during the break i can't tell you why I can't even tell you which is which. I can just tell you this one right here is really good. Oh, I'm glad to hear that, Mike, because that's ours. This other one over here is somebody else's, and it's three times as expensive. I love it when I like the one that's made locally, and it won't. I don't have to sell my kids to buy a bottle. Yeah, and it's all made uh, with all local local ingredients, 100% organic. Uh, all this all this money that you know we're, we're using to buy the the rye with or you know the the corn for the other spirits you know it's all from this area 
it's all grown by, you know, our people. Um, and it keeps it, keeps it in the community. And it just, it's a constant rotation. We're constantly distilling, sure. bottling, barreling. And that's the, the barreling process. That's going to take years and years and years. So, you know, we're here for the long haul too. Yeah. Well, and thank you very much for that. I got to get back to, you mentioned bourbon that is aging right now. It won't be released until sometime in 2021. Have you already, do they get together the, the, the distillers and you guys in the kitchen and, and talk about what we're going to fill barrels with. What are you going to put on uh, in it or on it? When we have a giant barrel of bourbon, you got to, we're going to sell it in a glass. What are you going to put it uh, over food? Yeah. Uh, we've, my sous chef and I, we've had some conversations. Um, it's, I've gotten, I've gotten to taste it. Uh, we'll do, they'll pull little samples from the barrels every now and then to, to check things. And it's, it's going to be good. I mean, it's going to, it's going to be real good. Um, the, man, I, I want to say we were going to, we were talking about bourbon brining, uh, our chicken wings, but it, I wouldn't want to go through so much of it just to put it in something and throw it away. Like a, sure, a brine. Like brine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the dessert world's going to open wide, uh, wide. Yeah. And I'll, t- I'll be honest. Uh, I am looking forward to, I will buy a bottle of that uh, bourbon regardless of the cost or the size of the bottle because of all the hard liquors there are in the world, the only one I I drink uh, is bourbon, and I only drink it half a shot at a time with yeah. a half a shot of Kahlua in a cup of coffee. <laughs> Try that sometime. Yeah, Festive you your, coffee. You got your drink. That sounds a good. Great. A good. Good friend of mine said you know, one night we were this uh, once again many years ago. We're up in the cities and everybody wants to have a white Russian before we go to bed. He says, "Hey, let me let me hook you up with this other thing. Half a shot of." He said, "The key is good quality. You got to use really good quality bourbon. If you've got good quality bourbon going, then a half a shot of Kahlua and coffee." try that and ever since it's been a couple of years saturdays or sundays doing my homework in the morning it is so you right to sleep then <laughs> well it just makes everything real calm yeah. nobody can bug you when you're having festive coffee i'll right. try that sometime next year well i'll be over way before next year hey you want to get together and do this again some thursday oh that'd be fantastic mike i would love to have you back matt brown from a lacrosse distilling